Hey everyone, it is Scott with us from the Year-Round Disc Golf Podcast, and we are going to do a preview of the Trojan Park XL layout that we're going to be playing for the 2020 Trainwreck at Trojan Tournament. So this is hopefully a tool for you if you have not been out to the course or just need a, need a refresher on how some of the holes are going to play, what the OB will be on some of the rules. If I accidentally tell you something that's not official if you are playing the tournament your tournament players guide will be the official ob rules but i'll try to go over that in this as well and i have the players guide in front of me so hopefully i don't mess anything up with that but without any further ado let's get into it let's start on hole one so this does not play the same as like if you were to go to trojan on a normal day this layout is completely different there's some of the same holes but it's starting over by the parking lot and we're going to tee off from the road over by the backstop to the dugout. Hole one's a really cool par four, two shot par four. First throw, you are going to throw a mid-range, maybe a fairway driver into a landing area so you can play your second shot over water. Be careful, water does come into play short left on your second shot. You see a lot of people pick up penalty strokes on that. And then also there's a bunch of long grass. We will have a spotter on hole one and you will need it. One of the other things I'd like to see groups do when you get done uh, playing hole one, turn around and let the group behind you throw into the green area with you standing there so you can have a few more sets of eyes because this is probably going to be the easiest hole to lose a disc at Trojan Park where it doesn't go in the water. So there's some long grass that's pretty nasty. You want to pick up a birdie on hole one, not the hardest hole. If that's your starting hole, you want to get off to a good start. If not, because we are doing a shotgun start, people are going to be playing it at different times. It's a good opportunity to pick up a birdie or a par if needed. And then you transition onto hole two. Hole two, super sneaky, dangerous. Hole two's got water all up the left side and wraps around probably from about 30 feet short of the pin and then past it on the right side and circles around. The green slopes away from the pin in all ways except for short. And if you leave it short, that putt is pretty tough. So I like to throw a forehand on it. You can throw a backhand hyzer. I think the hole plays about 285 feet, maybe right at the 300 line. So it's not super long, but lots of discs end up in the water on this hole, which is a common theme at Trojan. It doesn't hurt to have a spotter. Uh, if you can land your disc about 20 feet short and have it bounce up, it's a good play. But rollaways are always a real possibility, and putts like to roll away on this one too. Hole three is maybe the toughest or second toughest par three on the Trojan XL course. So the basket sits on basically a strip of land that is going to play as an island. There is a layup zone safe uh, short left if you want to lay up over there and then play a second shot across the road. There will be a flag line on the road uh, that signifies out of bounds so that cuts the layoff, layup area off and then also kind of Puts an OB line on the right side, so it forces you into the left-hand layup zone, which keeps you away from the parking lot and probably where cars are going to be for the day. You can go for it if you want. Probably 400 feet it's going to take to get a putt out of this shot. You'll see a lot of players throw fairway driver or distance driver backhand over the road since a couple trees have went away in the last two years. But the traditional play on this hole is either a turnover or a forehand. You do not have to end up on the island to play it over there. All you have to do is cross. It does not play like island rules. But at the same time, it's real dangerous to go for that birdie off the tee. Smart play is kind of the layup, but if you're feeling aggressive, you can get it too if you go for it. Hole four, probably the easiest par four on the property. It's not much more than 500 feet. You can't really get a drive down into putting range, but it is pretty simple. 
the biggest thing on hole four is the drive. So you're teeing off just barely from out of bounds, but that is where we're going to play it. You have to basically throw a right-hand backhand hyzer down the road and get it to come into play. If you're throwing a forehand, it needs to be a turnover. If you left-hand it and you throw a backhand, it needs to turn over. The biggest challenge on this is throwing it down the road far enough so it gets by the big tree that hangs over, but also not yanking it right and going in the blackberry bushes or staying right of the road. If you do that, it is a re-tee with the stroke. If you never cross in bounds, you have to play it from the tee box again. Second shot's pretty easy. Control your speed, control your angle. The basket does have a little slope next to it. And upshots like to come in and kind of skip down into the bushes, leaving you a pretty tough 25 or 30 foot birdie putt if it's on your third. But hole four will probably play as the easiest hole to par of the whole tournament. You just have to make sure you get your drive and bounce. Hole five. There's a lot of different ways to play hole five. I think the most popular play probably is going to be throwing a mid-range or fairway driver off the tee and getting as close to the road as you can without going on it, on and over the road, obviously out of bounds on hole five. And then if you have the power, take a big 380 to 400 foot hyzer over the road, get to skip back down the hill right towards the basket. That's the way you see the most birdies on this hole. If you don't have that comfortable backhand, maybe try to get a little farther left on your drive and then it'll open up a route where you can throw forehand kind of down the left side get it to skip it takes OB into play but it brings a lot more tree branches into play hole six hole six is one of my favorite holes on this trojan xl layout your drive has to end up right of the walking path so on and over the path on your drive is out of bounds forehand most popular play backhand turnover with the mid-range or a fairway driver that's going to hold to the right long enough it's another popular play it's kind of easy if you're throwing a backhand though to squeak out of bounds left over the path and if you go out of bounds left over the path, it leaves a long way to cover the water on your second shot. You want to push this drive as far as possible while still staying in bounds. And then I like to go kind of forehand, forehand in this hole. So your second shot, if you get in the middle of the landing area, will leave you anywhere between probably 280 and 350 left for your second. Once you, There will be a flag line on hole six that's kind of at the corner of the water. Once you get to that flag line, it'll be obvious, but the path is no longer out of bounds at that point. So once you pass that, you it's just the water line that's out of bounds or the road that is beyond the basket. One of the key things there is just making sure if players aren't comfortable trying to carry the 150 or 200 foot shot over water, that they can bail way out to the right. Or maybe it's super windy and you want to bail way out to the right. Or maybe you just barely skip one over the water and it gets safe. You don't have to clear the path on that second or third, depending on where your drive goes shot, once your disc goes past the flag line. Hole 7, 500 feet, 525 feet. This is the big boy par 3. There's some trouble in play. Water on the right definitely comes into play. The road and over on the left come into play. Uh, you're going to see most players just take a distance driver and throw a hyzer kind of on the hillside and then throw an upshot. Your big power players will be able to take a distance driver and try to smash it all the way up onto the top. If you don't know if you can carry the water, it's a good idea to stay away from it. I'm guessing it's probably about 375 to actually carry the water, maybe a little more, maybe in the 400 range to actually get over the water on the right. So make sure you got to have the power if you're really going to go for this one. And then also keep it out of the road. You don't want to bounce. You don't want to kind of skip off the gravel and go left over the road and end up taking taking a penalty stroke on a hole that you don't need to get your three on hole seven and kind of move on to hole eight hole eight at trojan this is the dog park hole this is the only 
quote-unquote island hole we kind of have. It's not going to play island rules. You don't have to go for the island in your drive. There's a really big layup area. Any of the grass is left of the tee pad. That's all layup area. You can lay up on that one on your first one, pitch into the dog park fence, and then go ahead and take your par. But if you want the birdie, like most of the pro field at least is going to be going for, it's about 325 feet to the pin. Popular plays are forehands, straight backhands with a mid-range. Uh, you've got a fairway driver that goes dead straight. That's not a bad play. The fence is about 40 feet from the basket on all sides, so it is a pretty big landing area, but you do have to get over the fence. If you go past the grass area, across the road, if you're on the road or anywhere else that is outside the dog park, once you pass that layup area, you're going to be out of bounds and you're going to be going to a drop zone. So any shot that comes to rest on or past the pavement must go to the drop zone, take your stroke penalty, and play your next shot. Hole 9. Hole 9 is a tricky hole. Low cover. It's fun, though. I like to throw flex forehand. It's kind of a weird route. You'll see most people take fairway driver, a real flippy distance driver, and throw a low backhand. Bailing out to the right is a good idea. There is a path on the left that is out of bounds if you're on or over it. If you throw a backhand that fades out left, you'll go over that path, and you're going to take a stroke penalty. Hole 9 doesn't yield a whole lot of birdies over the course of the weekend, but it's there. You can get it there. Right now, the trees are about an average height, I would say, and the park hosts have been doing a really good job to keep the park mowed. So depending on how much rain we get this week, you may be able to get a skip on this hole and be able to get down for a putt. Hole 10, the Crescent Hole, probably the most famous hole on the Trojan XL layout. This is the hole where you got to pick what you're going to do. you got to pick how far you want to throw your drive. If you've ever watched Tin Cup, this is kind of the Tin Cup hole on your drive. If you try to get aggressive, Every drive is going to have to go over water at some point. Whether it's a forehand, backhand, righty, lefty, it doesn't matter. They're all going to cover water at some point. It's just how much you want to chew. Water and out, or water is obviously out of bounds, and then path and over to the right is out of bounds too. So it makes this narrow landing strip where you have to put your drive accurately on land and inside the path to be safe. Four is not a bad score on this. It is going to count as a par three, probably in that 450 to 475 range, but. Take your bogey on it. Not the end of the world. If you're going to err, err to the right. Going over that path is a lot better than going in the water because most of the time when you go in the water, you're going to have to re-tee. It is group discretion on where you were last in bounds at. So if you throw a right-hand backhand hyzer and it's over land for a while and then goes in the water, you do get to take it where it was last in bounds at. So don't worry about that. Hole 11, par 4. Again, not a super hard par 4. This one's probably in the 560 to 580-foot range. You're just going to take a drive, smash it, kind of play out to the left. gives you a pretty good angle in. If you have a big arm and you really want to pump one down there so you have an easy, easy pitch up or a jump putt, go for it. The path and over on the left is out of bounds. It doesn't really come into play. A couple people over the weekend might find it, but really the bigger concern with out of bounds is right of the flag line. So there's a whole bunch of bushes on the right side of the fairway. I'm going to flag the whole thing. So there should be no, no questions on if you're in or out, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have flags to go basically from the base of the flag to the base of the next flag, see if you're in or out. We're going to put a bunch of flags on that hole to make sure that it's clear. Uh, second shot should just be a pitch down to a basket that's pretty open, but be careful of the blackberries on the right side because they are also in that part of the right that are out of bounds. Hole 12. Hole 12 is another hole where you're going to be throwing over water for a good portion of it. This hole's probably about 300 feet. Most popular play is a low forehand that goes over the water and then stays uh, under the branches and skips up by the pin. 
there is a path that is out of bounds. So on or over the path when the right is out. And then also, obviously, anything in the water. This hole can collect some strokes, too. If you turn a forehand over, it's probably going in the water, and you're likely going to have to re-tee. Backhands, I would advise kind of the mid-range shot, unless you're maybe not someone that has 300 foot of power in you, but make sure whatever you throw backhand that that thing stays right and doesn't leak out into the water on the left. This tee pad does get slick. It's a good idea to throw a towel down on the tee pad if you've never tried that before. Just take one of your rags that you're playing with and throw it down on where your plant foot's going to go. 12's tee pad is traditionally pretty slick and the forecast is for some rain, so it's kind of just a heads up on that hole. Hole 13. Hole 13 is a tunnel shot that's probably, again, in the 300-foot range, maybe just under that. It's really tough, though. The cover's low. It is something where the most popular play is either the low back end or maybe the flex forehand down the tunnel, which kind of digs up into the hill at the end. There is a little OB pond right past the basket. That is out of bounds if you're in there. Honor over the path on the left and honor over the road on the right. There is a gap that kind of opened up on the right that lets you throw over the road. I don't know if it's smart, but we're not going to make a mando on it. If you choose to go over that road, it's totally your choice. But if you're out of bounds, one, you might hit a car that's coming down the road. But two, you do have to be all the way off of the pavement. The guardrail does not signify the line. If it's anywhere off of the pavement. So if you hit one of those guardrail stakes coming in, you're probably going to be out of bounds back by the tee pad. And then you're going to be in a really bad spot throwing your third. So I'm not going to OB it. I would not advise going that way. Or I'm not going to mando it. I would not advise going that way. But it is a possibility. Hole 14, really cool hole. Another signature hole here at Trojan. Uh, in the 400-foot range, most people, I think, will probably lay up on this hole. It is the peninsula hole. The closer you get to the basket, the closer the water gets on all three sides, left, deep, and right. There's water on the right the whole time. Most popular play is to take a putter or a mid-range or even a forehand and throw it into the big grass area and then go ahead and pitch up. I would say probably even 80% of pros are going to take this approach. Something where it's a hole that if you need a birdie late in your round, you can definitely go for it. But if not, smart play is to lay up, go ahead and take your three and move on. If you go in the water, it's last place inbounds. So those right-hand backhand drives, if you do get aggressive, they can go over the water pretty quick and never make it uh, over land on either side. So 14, not a bad not a bad thing to just kind of lay up and take your three if you're playing safe. Hole 15. This is kind of a weird, tough hole. You can see some big forehands get there. It's probably in the high 360 to 370 foot range. Forehands, the most popular play probably to try to birdie it. There's a backhand hyzer that you can kind of go around the trees on the right, but it brings some luck into play. Uh, backhand turnover down the middle can get you to like, I don't know, 50 or 60 feet, and you can have a jump putt at it. If you are a player that doesn't think they can get there, kind of air out to the left. The path is safe on this whole path and over is safe. If you need to air out on the left so you can throw a second shot that can kind of get around the trees, go for it. No shame in a three on this hole. We're in a stretch of this course with 13, 14, and 15. That's kind of tough. Taking parts on them is not bad. Another popular play on this hole, if you have a good roller game, is to throw the roller, get it to go right, and hopefully you can wrap around by the pin. There's water on the right. There's water long. Be careful. There is some tall grass too. So if you happen to throw in the tall grass on 15, you do have to find your disc because you do have to prove that your disc actually went in the water to be able to play it as that. If you don't know whether it went in the water or if it was it lost in the long grass, you do have to go re-tee. So just kind of a heads up. Not a bad idea to use the spotter on 15.
Hole 16 is the shortest hole on the course, but maybe the most dangerous too when it comes to water. This hole's about 240 feet. It's downhill. You're teeing off from the path up above the basket. Everyone knows the hole. If you have not played it before, go look up some of the Oregon State Championship videos from Central Coast Disc Golf. This hole, we're going to play a little different this year where um, you're throwing over water the whole way. If you hit land, even if you hit the water and skip into land and then fall back into the water, in the past we've played that as kind of a gray area whether you went to the drop zone or not. This year, if you hit land, you get to play it where it hit the land at. So you'll take your stroke penalty. If you hit land, fall back in the water, take your stroke penalty and play it on that side. If you never get to land, so your disc just is over water the whole time, comes up short, ends up in the drink, you get to go to the drop zone, which is going to be 70 or 80 feet down the path. The drop zone is not easy, though. So it is something where if the player wants to just re-tee, you always have that option. You can take your stroke penalty and go to the drop zone or re-tee. This hole at 240 or 250 feet is one that you want to birdie, though. So putters or mid-ranges, let them just give them enough height to make sure they get over. On and over the road, long is out of bounds. You'll see one or two people over the course of the day go out of bounds long, but most people that are going out of bounds are short in the water. The gap's getting pretty tight off the tee pad. Make sure you get it there. 17. 17 is another brutally tough par 3. Um, it is a tunnel hole. I just advise taking a fairway driver out and seeing how low and far you can throw it. Scooting left up the hill is not a bad thing. Stay away from that water. It can chalk up strokes real quick on this hole. This is another one where you don't see a whole lot of birdies on. You do see a lot of fours and fives, though. If you hit early and fall down, look over the water. There's a hyzer that goes over the water that can actually get to the basket if you are you hit one early tree and are like 75 to 100 feet off the tee pad, which is pretty common. You can turn around and throw the hyzer over the water and then kind of get into the landing area where the pin is. So I've seen some people make par that way. On and over the road, out of bounds like always, that big highway on the left there. You want to make sure that you are not playing up into traffic on that one. And last hole, hole 18, the monster, the most dangerous hole in Oregon disc golf. This hole is about 850 feet. Basket placement is subject to change at this time. There's a big bee's nest that's hanging over the basket right now. We emailed the parks today to see if they could get out there and take care of it. Not sure if that's going to happen. If not, there's going to be a temp basket that's a little closer to the water, but short enough where we're not near the bees. Uh, they've been kind of an issue this week, and it's just kind of the time of year that we're in. On your drive, you want to lay up into the landing area. I'll give you a secret. You want to be as close to the left side of this fairway as possible so you have a better angle to go over. This year, we are playing the path as safe at all times on this hole. So if you throw your drive and it goes over the path on the right, you are safe. The path is completely safe on this hole. You could go into the blackberries or whatever and have to pitch out if you go way right. But for the most part, we're just going to help players out a little bit by making the path safe on this brutally hard hole. It is called a par 5. You can get 4s on it, maybe even a 3 if we have to move the basket a little closer, but it's brutally hard. Second shot is over water for the whole time until it gets back to land. If you're throwing the right-hand backhand turnover, it's probably going to be over water for 250 feet. Maybe more, depending on how much you want to cut off. Make sure you air out to the right on that. Don't mess with that water, because you're going to have to throw it high, and you got to throw it on Annie, especially if you throw it on the backhand and trying to get one way up there. If it stalls out at all and starts going back left, those things go in the water real quick. And then, because of the angle, a lot of times you never cross land, and you got to throw it from where you were at, basically, again, or just scoot up as close to the edge of the water as you can. 
Um, on 18 only, and I, I need to put this in the player's guide still, but on 18, if you throw it in the water on your drive, when you go to take your meter, you're going to get to take it all the way up to the cut grass line. And that's just for safety reasons. We don't want someone throwing their next shot and falling into the water. It'll give you a little more than a meter to do so, but I'm going to put that in effect for all players, and I'll put that in the player's guide as well. So it's one of the things that you will be able to take a little advantage on if you do throw your second shot in the water. You'll get to play it directly in line with where you went out at, but you'll get to play it um, on the very edge of the short grass so you're not going to end up falling in the pond because we don't need that. 18's tough, but it's a par 5. If you can get your birdie and secure a 4 on that hole, it's going to be picking up strokes on the whole field. That's hole 1 through 18. We know that this course plays hard. This is the one we've all been waiting for. This is the one we all get super hyped up for every year, and everyone is pumped to be back out at Trojan playing this layout. Um, look for, if you're playing in this tournament, look for an official players meeting to be posted in the next day or two. But for now, hopefully that's helpful. If you have any questions about the course or about the whole rules or if I said something incorrectly, while doing this podcast, please let me know. But I'm going to post this tonight. It is Monday night, the 21st. We got four more days until the 2020 train wreck at Trojan happens. So thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later.